Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and that no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are differences, there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all, for to one is given the word of wisdom, through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit to another the workings of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another interpretation of of tongues here it is but one and the same spirit works all things distributing to each one individually as he wills hey over the next uh, few minutes i want to talk to you from this idea the gifts of the holy spirit the gifts of the holy spirits and we're gonna we're gonna sit here for a few weeks and one by one after today we're gonna explain what each of these gifts are come on would you pray with me father i love you and i thank you lord god i pray in the name of jesus lord god that you would meet us here where we are I pray, Father, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would cause for understanding to happen in this place, Lord. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, that it wouldn't be my words, but that it would be your words, Lord. Remove me out of the equation, Father God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would come and that you would manifest yourself, Lord God. The stage belongs to you. This time belongs to you. You speak to us, Lord God. We trust that your words are true, faithful, real, active. They're alive. Activate us, Lord. Father, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray, Lord God. Amen and amen. Come on, would you put your hands together one time for Jesus? Come on, can you put your hands together one time for Jesus all over this place? The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now concerning spiritual gifts, Paul begins to say this word that we talked about. And it's the word, I don't want you to be ignorant. Now the two things that Paul tells us that we can be ignorant about, it's funny, are the two things that the church is ignorant about. The first thing is the gifts of the Spirit. And the second thing is the coming of the Lord. Two things that Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant about the coming of the Lord. I don't want you to be ignorant about the gifts of the Spirit. This word ignorant, we talked about it last week or two weeks ago, is agnaeo. And what it means is agnaeo is without understanding, like I don't know. That's where we get this idea of agnostic. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Ness. It's where we get this, this word agnostic, which agnostic just means, can I get the handheld, please? Because this little popping is driving me crazy right now. Can I, can I get the handheld? Appreciate you. Uh, agnaeo, without knowledge. Agnostic. That's where we, 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 we kind of live in that space sometimes as believers when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. For some of us, it's, you know what? I am saved. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I really don't care. I really, honestly, thank you. There we go. We still recording? Everything's still working? Perfect. Awesome. 
I don't, I don't care. Like it doesn't, I'm, I'm saved. Like I don't, I don't really matter. For some of us, we've been raised and we've actually believed that because of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 where it says prophecy will cease and tongues will cease. When it talks about all of those things, there has been this, this term that's called cessationist and they hang on to these things and say that the gifts after the apostles, that it no longer is active in this church life or in the dispensation, the ecclesiastical dispensation, when in reality we're still continuing this thing. Post-apostolic, we're still living in the gifts of the Spirit. Not only does the Bible talk about it and give evidence of this, that we still, for you, your children, and those who are far off, but I truly believe Mark chapter 16, Jesus is speaking, and he says, and these signs will follow those who believe that I believe, I have faith in Jesus. So not only are we evidence, uh, is there evidence in Scripture, but there's historical, recorded evidence. There's things that have happened in this church over the last few weeks that you can't shy away from. You got to face it. Because God has done some stuff in this place. And it's pretty crazy. And you've heard the testimonies. I don't want to uh, belabor the point, but you've seen the Holy Spirit at work. You've seen the things that we talked about. Over the next few weeks, several weeks, we're going to take each of these gifts one by one. And we're going to talk about them. We're going to explain what they are in Scripture. We're going to show them in the Old Testament. We're going to show them in the New Testament. We're going to talk about stories that have happened in modern context. But then also, not only are we going to talk about it, but we're going to have moments where we actually allow for God to manifest himself in those moments. And we're going to show you what those gifts are in each one of those settings. And we're going to see God work. Because I believe it. I don't know if you believe it, but I believe it. I've seen it. I've experienced it. And I know that God is real. But for some of us, it's, I don't know, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm agnostic to the gifts of the Spirit. And then for, for some of us, we, we, we think that it's given to certain people and then it's not given to other people. Like, we believe that this gift is for them, but it's not really given for me. And for some of us, it's like, and then for some of us, we're the complete opposite. Yo, we go on the opposite side of the spectrum. And we don't understand the gifts of the Spirit, but we begin to operate. And you start doing things and you start saying things because it happens in your flesh. And God, sometimes in his sovereignty, can I tell you, man, in my life, I've experienced the gifts of the Holy Spirit without even thinking or understanding what the gifts of the Holy Spirit is because of his grace and because of his sovereignty. It won't last very long without knowledge, without understanding it. But yo, for some of us, we can jump out there and we can start operating in these gifts and you get into dangerous territory because you begin to give people a word of God. But then at night you're sitting there and you're watching pornography. And you're living a life that is not, it's not scripture based. You're not living by the fruit of the spirit. And please understand that the sons of Sceva, the Bible says, Paul I know and Jesus I know. But bro, I don't know who you are. That's the Chino International Version. <laughs> bro, I don't know who you are. And it says, and they tore him up and beat him up, ripped him naked. I don't want to scare you. I want to educate you. Because I don't want you to just swing a sword without knowing how to swing it. I want to show you how to grip it. And like Eleazar, I want the blood of Jesus to make that sword stick to your hand so much that you can't even open up your hand and you're doing damage to the enemy. You're doing damage to your lineage. You're doing damage to the generational curses, the generational patterns. You're doing damage to the plan of the enemy over your finances, over your marriage. And this sword doesn't depart from you. I hope that through scripture I can show you that. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, or chapter 12, verses 5 through 6. It says, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are differences of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. God is not about building your ego. God is not about building your nature. 
God is not about building who you are or your ministry or your platform. God is about enlarging his kingdom. It comes from God. Yo, these gifts are not man-made. These are not things that in your heart you begin to develop and you think that outside of God, you're not going to be able to do any of these things. These things don't start in your mind and it's only about your mind. These things come from God. These gifts come directly from God. They have little to do with your talents and abilities. This is the same Lord. God is the one that begins to birth it. You might have a thought that generates in your head. That thought came from heaven, came directly from God. And God begins to develop that. And I'm, I'm going to show you that in a little bit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Watch this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. It says, but one and the same Spirit works all things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. The word or the, the, what you want to see here is each one for the profit of all, each one individually as he wills. What I want you to understand is that the gifts of the spirit are not just relegated to a pastor with a microphone. That they're not relegated to some leaders that have prayed for four days and have shut themselves up in the presence of God. Yo, that's part of it. But I want you to understand that the gifts of the spirit are available to each and every one of you. That there is a price, there's consecration, there's things that you have to do. But please understand that it's available to everybody because what you'll begin to do is as we talked about it, Nunzi can sing really good. I, don't, I can't sing. And you'll use the gifts of the Holy Spirit and you'll begin to think that they're like talents. Well, that person received that, but I can't do that. And I want you to understand that God is one and the same. He's the one that gives the gifts and he gives it to every single person. That every single person in this room, listen to me, I'm going to say this and I, I'm not believing it in Jesus' name. Not only can you operate in the gifts of the spirit, but I'm believing that in the fall, we're going to turn and we're going to flip this city upside down as every single one of you operate in the gifts of the spirit. Yo, if I'm honest with you, I know some of you are going to catch that and some of you are going to run and you're going to, some of you, I just scared the hell out of you right now. So I, mean, I don't, man, I ain't sure about a Honda. I'm not doing none of that stuff. God bless you. Watch us. We ain't going to fight with you to teach you. We ain't going to fight with you so that you can fight a, or, or to prove something to you. We're going to show you. In showing you, and I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, yo, there's going to be abuse. There's going to be some misuses of the gifts that we're going to see in people. People are like, watch me. That's going to happen. But that's why we have pastors. We have individuals, we have meetings where we talk about these things, where we can judge these things and we can help. Brother, let me hold this mic for just a second. Listen, he was excited and don't get mad when that happens. That's correction. That's for you to grow in your spiritual walk. That's for you to grow in the spirit. That's part of it as well. But yo, we're going to all be activated in this thing. I'm not, we're not having church as usual anymore. We're not having church as usual anymore. Thank you all four of you that already. What? Why do we need the gifts? Mark chapter 16, verse 15. It says, and he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16, 15. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It's beautiful that right after that, he said, and these signs and those who believe will be saved and those that don't believe will be condemned. But these signs will follow those who believe. Now, here's what I want you to understand. 
Every single person in here, the gifts are not about you increasing your ministry. It's not about your website. It's not about your Instagram followers. It's not about the people that follow your little inspirational messages on Twitter or on TikTok. I want you to understand that the gifts are a responsibility for you to preach the gospel. There is a generation and there is a people that are far from God. They are separated because of sin. And Jesus himself said, I want you to be my witnesses. I want you to go into Samaria, Judah, into, into the, Jerusalem, into the ends of the earth. Jesus begins to give us our mandate. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. And Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, we all have a responsibility to preach the gospel. We all have a responsibility to watch men who are far from God, women who are far from God, come into heaven. We all have a responsibility to pillage hell and to populate heaven. We all have a responsibility to preach the gospel. The gospel is the only thing that has power to save. By you laying hands on somebody and an arm growing back, that doesn't save them. It's the gospel that saves. By you giving somebody a word of knowledge and telling them you got three condoms in your pocket and yesterday you used one of them and now you have, listen, uh, that's great. And those are the gifts of spirit and God, those are called word of knowledge and that's going to be beautiful. But can I, can I explain to you something? That's not saving them. The gospel is the only thing that can save them. It is the power to save, and our responsibility is to preach the gospel, to manifest these gifts so that men and women can come to the feet of Jesus. It comes to refresh us. It comes to inspire. It comes to direct us as believers, but our sole responsibility is found in scriptures. It is Jesus who said in Luke, I want you to go tarry until power comes from on high. That power was for them to actually go out into the world and to make disciples, Matthew 28, 19, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We got a responsibility to preach the gospel. The preaching of the gospel is accompanied by demonstration. Without having demonstration, I, I feel like that's where the church has found that right now. And can I be honest with you? I think for so many years I've gotten up here and I've used the microphone and preached the gospel. And lives have been changed. Some of you are sitting here right now because of the microphone that was preached. And because there is a grace on my life. And because I believe that I operate in the ministry or the office of an evangelist. But I feel like I've done a disservice without showing you the demonstration of it. Because there are people that not only do they need to see it, Jesus himself said, if you don't believe me for who I am, believe me for the works that I do. It was Jesus who demonstrated as he spoke. It's our responsibility to show and to demonstrate as we speak. We need the spirit. We need the gifts of the spirit because we have a commandment. Go make disciples. Preach the gospel. What are the gifts for? The gifts are for edification. Edification, that word means to build up. Okideme. Okideme, it means, it's the root word. It means to build a house. It's to put up walls and drywalls and windows and to close doors and to close windows. It's for us to be built up for edification. The gifts of the spirit are meant to edify. They're meant to make sure that you get filled up. Watch this, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 4 through 5, it says, and this is the distinction between the grace gift of speaking in tongues that edifies you, as well as the gifts of the Spirit that are meant to edify the church. All nine of the gifts that we're going to be covering to edify the church, prophecy is symbolic of them, or Paul uses it to be able to identify all of them. But in chapter 14, he says, he who speaks in a tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish that you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks in tongues. This is all the public demonstration of prophecy, unless indeed he interprets. Watch this. What does it say? That the church 
may receive edification. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 12, it says, even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20 says, it says, how is it then, brother, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. It's vital that we build up the church with the gifts because the gifts are meant for the church. The gifts are not meant so that you have a, 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 a you're, you're, you're a healer and a psychiatrist. What it was that lady said, Fonzo Jason? <laughs> it's not for you to go about your little ministry by yourself without having a covering or having people around you that are actually holding you accountable. That when you begin to use the gifts outside of decency and in order, which are the very final words that Paul uses, is you're outside of obedience. You're outside of order. When you begin to think that this is gun ho so that I can get your little 799 so you can pay for my little prayer cloth and I have my cash app and my Venmo and my everything so you can give me money so I can give you a prophetic word. The Lord said he, he loves you. Yo, this gift is meant for the church to be edified. Why? Because the church is the hope of the world. Why? Because the church is the very reason why Jesus died. He, he died for this thing. He, he died so that we can continue to pillage hell and populate heaven. 1 Corinthians Chapter 12, verse 31. This is one of my favorite verses, especially during this season, because I feel like this is exactly where we are as a church. Watch this. It says, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. But earnestly desire the best gifts. And it, yet I will show you an excellent way. That was a bridge into 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is love, which you can prophesy, you can speak in tongues of men and angels, but if you don't have love, yo, you're useless. That's what the Bible says. But in the very verse, the very verse before that, he says, but earnestly desire the best gifts. Earnestly desire. It, it's, a, it's a burning sensation. It's a, it's a desire. I, I want you to understand this, that desire will always lead to pursuit. When I, when I knew that Lydia was the one that I wanted to be with, hallelujah, at that moment, I began my pursuit. I began to speak to her. I began to talk to her. I began to ask her questions. I started to figure out who is she. I started to get to know her. I started to understand her. Why? Because I desired her earnestly. Glory to God. The things that you desire earnestly you will begin to watch as you pursue them earnestly. The gifts of the Spirit, they're available to you, to every single person that's here. It's your responsibility to desire them earnestly, to begin to open up books and start reading different men and women of God who have come before us, men and women of God who are living in the modern times right now and starting to understand that, yo, God gives you understanding. He gives you wisdom, not the word of wisdom, not the word of understanding. He gives you understanding. He gives you wisdom where you begin to grow, where you can open up books and you can begin to read. You can look at the scriptures and God will begin to give you revelation. There are moments that you're going to have to consecrate yourself and begin to fast. Not just your little Instagram, not your Twitter, not your, not your Facebook or, Twi or, or TikTok, but there are things that you're going to have to start taking some days with just some water and beginning to get before the presence of God and say, yo, I can't hang out today. Netflix, I got to turn you off because I need to desire these things earnestly. I I'm going to give you a tidbit. You can write these down. These are people who have been feeding me, especially in this season. I've heard of them. I've read of them in the past, but I want you to, to 
go back and look at them, but some of the writers that I really cling to and that I really love, number one, Smith Wigglesworth, I think he's amazing, uh, a, a, a valid, uh, uh, verified, real deal. Uh, Howard Carter is another one. The Questions and Answers of the Gifts of the Holy Spirit is a book that, I mean, me and my wife, we still go back to it when we need to understand something. Uh, Lester Summerall, The Gifts and Ministries of the Holy Spirit, that book completely changed my life. It explained the gifts of the Spirit in a way that I hadn't understand, I haven't understood them. And Lester Summerall is a disciple of Howard Carter, who Howard Carter, I'll tell you his story when we get into the gifts, when I start breaking them down. But yo, there are books that you can read. There's some fasting that you need to do. Push the plate away for a few days. Not just coffee, not just sweets. Fast before, I'm not being legalistic, bro, but start denying your flesh and start watching as your spirit starts coming alive because there's an authority and a power that gets activated when you begin to deny yourself. And for some of you, you've been waiting, what step do I take? You need to start fasting and you need to turn off the TV at nine o'clock at night, go to bed. Yo, I guarantee you, when you start fasting for real, you ain't going to be up at 12, one o'clock in the morning watching the last episode of, uh, of whatever, fill in the blank. When you start fasting, fasting, Nine o'clock, you, and then at 12 o'clock, and then you hit the snooze on God. Lord, just give me two more hours. Just give me two more hours. And then at two, three o'clock, he's like, hey, I got something for you. And then when you finally wake up at four o'clock, <laughs> he begins to speak to you. Those scriptures come alive. You're like, yo, that is called pursuit. That is earnestly desiring it. It sucks at the beginning. It's hard. We want to quit. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I'm a bargainer. I say, Lord, I'm going to eat, but I'm going to get up early in the morning and I'm going to pray. But I'm going to eat. I'm a bargainer. And the Lord says, shut up. Here's your cup of water. Drink, my son. <laughs> but can I tell you that the miracles, two weeks ago, me and my wife, and, and after I do it, you could brag about it because it, it happened already. Two weeks ago, me and my wife, we went on a 10-day all-water fast. Hardest thing we've ever done. Three days was the only thing that we've ever done. In that. Can I tell you that the Lord began to show me some of the stuff that I'm teaching you right now is revelation that the scripture gave us. Not only that, but yo, we, I mean, we saw right here where you're sitting at deliverances that happened. We saw people baptized in the Holy Spirit and begin to speak in other tongues. Like the things that God showed us during that fast, the things that God broke in my own personal life and even in my wife's personal life are things that you're going to experience when you begin to fast. There is a power in fasting. It's not denying yourself of food. It's actually denying yourself of your own flesh and allowing for the Spirit of God to actually grow inside of you. It changes. It's not legalism. It's not, oh my God, that's old school. No, no, no. It's not forcing the hand of God. No, it's actually removing your control, removing your flesh, and letting God take control of you. Yo, I promise you, if you want to desire the gifts, I think that's one of the things that you need to do, is make sure that you're reading, that you're fasting, getting your word, get around Christian believers. We were just here in the back right now with Luke, and we were talking about, we already said that we were going to do it, but we're going to start doing these Wednesday nights, when we're just going to have moments of worship, and we're just going to seek after the presence of God, because what happened here Monday, three Mondays ago, was absolutely, it was, it was hell-shattering. It was city shaking what happened in this room. And we're going to continue to watch those things because we're going to earnestly desire. Now, I want you to 
Come on, let's make it spiritual. Now, here's, I want you to, remember at the beginning of this series, I preached this message called 30-60-100. And I talked about the outer courts, the inner courts, and the holy of holies. I talked about how the number three is found in everything in scripture. It is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is the milk of the word. It is the bread of the word. It is the meat of the word. We talked about how it is that Jesus, he was the, he was the priest, the prophet, and the king. We talked about Pentecost, uh, I'm sorry, Passover, Pentecost, and tabernism, tabernacle, how there's the water baptism, how there's the spirit baptism, and how there's the fire baptism, how David was anointed once to fight with lions and bears. He was anointed one second time to rule over Judah, and he was anointed the third time to rule over all Jerusalem, all of Israel. We talked about Joseph, how he was given a coat of many colors from his dad. Then he was given another coat by Potiphar. And then he was given a third coat by the Pharaoh. We talked about Ruth. She began to pick grain 30-fold. And then Boaz said, yo, she's kind of cute. I like her. Leave a little bit extra for her. 60-fold. And then she married Boaz 100-fold. Threes are all over scriptures. Our bodies are made up of our soul, our spirit, and our bodies. That these three are found all through all of scripture. A life in itself is made up of threes. Like threes is such a divine and perfect number. And I believe that the scripture breaks down the gifts of the Holy Spirit in three categories of three. It, I mean, you can't even make this stuff up, y'all. Like when it comes to the spirit, this is exactly what the Bible talks about. Three different, um, three different categories that we're going to talk about real quick in the next 20 minutes number one it's the revelation gift number two is the power gifts and number three is the inspiration gifts the these three different categories of gifts are found inside of first corinthians chapter 12 that we just read a little while ago i'm gonna show you in all of these and then week by week we're gonna take one of them we're gonna explain it show it to you in the old testament the new testament in modern days and we're gonna manifest it. we're gonna demonstrate it before you so that you understand it and that you begin to operate in those gifts but there are three different categories revelation power and inspiration write that down revelation power and inspiration number one is the revelation gifts the revelation gifts are the word of wisdom where you begin where God gives you a word for something that hasn't happened yet. It's the Old Testament prophecy where we begin to see the word of wisdom, something that hasn't happened yet, but that will happen. I will destroy this temple in three days and I will rebuild it back. Daniel. We begin to see so many different people in scripture and I'm not going to belabor or explain it, but it's a word, not wisdom, not your knowledge of your understanding, but it's a word that God will begin to show you one or two things. And when you open up your mouth, it's like a rivers of living water. John chapter 7. Rivers come out and God begins to show you stuff. But he only gives you a couple of words. For those of us that have operated in the gifts of the word of knowledge, we know that I, I just got two words. And it's like, I, I remember when we were here in the word of wisdom. I remember when we were here, um, the Lord gave me a word um, for somebody in the church. And I just kept hearing two words. And I was like, yo, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm going to just say it. And when I said those two words, it was like a floodgate. Nunzi was here and we were having a, 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 a sister in the church and we were having a deliverance and God set her free. And I mean, the most beautiful way that you can imagine. And God said, Nunz has a word. She has, she has a, a word of wisdom. 
And Nunzi began to say to her, you need, or a word of knowledge, but it was a word of wisdom. You need to cut off something. What she didn't know was that, what was it? They'd maybe 20 minutes before, before Nunzi got there, we told her the exact same thing. And God confirmed it to her. Word of wisdom, something that hasn't happened that God gives your word. Number two is the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is something that has actually happened that God will give you a word of. This is Jesus next to the well. And he tells the woman, tell your husband to come by. And she's like, I don't have a husband. He's like, you're right. You have had five of them. And the one that you have right now, he's not your husband as well. Something that was actually existed and that God gave him a word or that Jesus, remember Jesus stripped himself of divinity. Jesus was operating in the gifts of the spirit. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, Jesus wouldn't have those gifts because he stripped himself of divinity. He took off God and he became a man as we were. So he experienced, yo, John, baptize me. You need to baptize me. Let it be so to fulfill all righteousness. It was Jesus, the Bible says, and a dove descended from heaven, the Holy Spirit. It didn't say that it descended and it left again. It didn't say that it descended and it disappeared. It says the dove as, it wasn't a holy, it wasn't a dove, a dove like, it was the Holy Spirit like a dove. That's what the scripture says. The scripture doesn't say a dove came down. He said the Holy Spirit like a dove and it filled Jesus and he began his ministry. And he began to do the works that God, that's all through scripture. Word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is something that actually exists. And then the third one is faith. God does something. I'm sorry. The, last, the, sec, the third one is the discerning of spirits. And my wife, she's going to teach this one. <laughs> because I've seen my wife operate in this in ways that I never expect, imagined. The, the discerning of gifts, um, discerning of spirits is not to just to discern, you know, that person has an evil spirit inside of them or has a demon. The discerning of spirits, the Bible says, and look at, uh, and look at Stephen, a man in which there is no guile. Like he actually saw a good spirit inside of him. The discerning of spirits tells you whether somebody has good intentions or bad intentions. It tells you where someone's coming with evil intent or with good intent. And I can't, I don't know anybody in my life who has operated in that gift better than my wife. Where at the beginning of our marriage, she would say, yo, uh, this person is this. And I'm like, you're old, you're boring, you don't know anything. Like, you're judging them. Like, you don't even know culture. You don't know anything. And every single time, they either backstabbed us. They either stole from us. They did something to the point now that when I meet somebody, I'm like, Lit, talk to me. What's up? What? You tell me. Because she never misses when it comes to that. And some of y'all have experienced that. Number two, it's the revelation gifts. And then number two, it's the power gifts. The power gifts. The power gifts are the gifts of healing is one of them. Where you can actually, the gifts with a S, because it's plural, because there's a lot of different diseases. And you will notice if you actually take some track record and you begin to study individuals who have operated in the gifts of healings, you'll notice that they have one, maybe two uh, diseases or infirmities that they heal. But they don't heal them all because they're not God. And there's differences. You'll watch as some people can help with ears. And you'll watch a man, I, Ted Shuttlesworth. I mean, this man is I, probably one of my biggest inspiration. And Big Brother has helped me during this entire time. He's about 70 years old. And I've seen him do things where he just snaps a finger and people's ears come. They drop their hearing aids. 
It's, I mean, it's astronomical. People's backs have been like this, and all of a sudden they come and they sit straight up. He has the gifts for certain things, but there's other things that he doesn't. There might be a gift of healings inside of you where you can begin and God will use you to start curing cancer in people or vision to get restored in people or for people to come up out of a wheelchair. But you will get frustrated. Oral Roberts, I remember he had a conversation with Lester Summerall and he said, why can't I heal everybody? Why is it that I go to these ministries and we have these campaigns, but there's always a handful of people that I just can't heal them? He said, because you're not God. You're not God. That's why you need the body. Where I'm weak, you're strong. Where you're weak, I'm strong. We need each other to be able to complement each other. It's not about my ministry and I'm the only one that can do this. If I'm the only one that can do this, it's going to be short-lived and it's going to be small. But if we do this thing together, there's nothing that can stop us. Remember the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11? With them being together, there is nothing that can stop them. Nothing that they purpose their heart to do will they not be able to accomplish. Gifts of healings. Number two is the working of miracles. The working where God does something astronomical through your life. Where Moses put his staff into the Red Sea and the Red Sea opened up. What we see with Samson, he had the gift of faith operating, but also miracles where he was able through supernatural strength to break the pillars. And David who beat the bear and the lion, these are miracles. Number three is faith. Power gifts. Faith. Gifts of healing, working of miracles, and faith. Where God does something for you and not necessarily through you. Or you believe God for something. You have this faith. And it's not just the faith for salvation. It's the faith to actually see God do something amazing. It was where Elijah called down fire from heaven. He didn't know what was going to happen. But what he said was, yo, throw some more water in the wood. And then he had faith and a miracle occurred. Not a miracle to God. That's normal to God. It's a miracle to me and you. But the water came down and the water was burned up. The wood was burned up. And it was a miracle that came by way of faith. When God does something for you and not through you. And then the last one is the inspiration gifts. The inspiration gifts. The inspiration gifts, the first one is prophecy that he talks about. And prophecy is used for edification, exhortation, and for comfort. Edification, exhortation, and for comfort according to the scriptures. The second one is tongues. Now, this is public tongues where you begin to open up your mouth and you begin to speak in another language or in another. In, 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 sometimes in the missionary field, we've heard and there's recorded documentation of individuals that spoke in tongues and it was an actual language that somebody learned. But I want you to understand the person who's giving the tongues, they don't understand that language. But not only that, in that same meeting, people who speak that language one or two of them have heard that language, but the other ones that speak the same language, they didn't hear it. All they heard was gibberish. So it's God that gives the unction. It's not just a known language. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we talked about it last week. There's tongues that's edifying for you. And then there's tongues that God uses that without having the third gift, number three, the interpretation of tongues, it just falls into deaf ears. Unless you're praying for yourself. But if you begin to speak out in a meeting, ah, kuda matara, shoulda bada Honda, and if there's not somebody, which I believe, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Brother Thomas, you have the gift of interpretation, correct? And you've operated in the gifts of interpretation. Yeah. So having the gifts of interpretation, when somebody begins to speak in another language, there is that gift that comes up inside of people where all of a sudden they can translate what was said. And please, it's not the translation of tongues. 
the translation of tongues is word for word. The interpretation is a piece of it or an understanding. It's an interpretation of it. So you might have the same word and you might have the same word, but it is the spirit that gives the utterance. It is the spirit, the one that interprets that. And that's for public use. So the three different ones, the revelation gifts, the power gifts, and the inspirational gifts. We're going to work through each and every one of these one by one by one by one. Next Sunday, I'm excited because we have Jason Peebles that's going to come up here and rock the house. I think it's going to be amazing. And Lukey's coming right behind him. And Lukey's going to tear this place up. I might get saved, Lukey. But then at, we're going to start with the first gift, the word of wisdom. And then we're going to go into the word of knowledge. And then we're going to talk about faith. And then we're going to talk about healings. And then we're going to talk about miracles. And we're going to talk about the discerning of spirits. We're going to explain to you what prophecy means. What the gift of prophecy means as opposed to the ministry or the office of a prophet means. And that there's a difference between those two. And we're going to talk about tongues and interpretation of tongues. But we're not going to just talk about them. We're going to demonstrate them. The greatest gift though, I believe, that's found in scripture in my own personal life. We're going to see one miracle happen right now. If you've never seen a miracle, and I feel like we've desensitized this so much, and we've gotten so familiar with this, but we're going to watch a miracle happen right now. And we're going to watch a miracle happen right now. Even online, there's going to be a miracle that happens there. And please understand me, the weight of this miracle is so much more heavier than any of the nine gifts of the Spirit. The weight of this miracle that's going to happen is heavier than the five offices or the five ministries. These are, this, this miracle, it, it changes eternity. I can give you a word of knowledge and tell you something that hasn't happened but that will happen. I can give you a word of knowledge of something that's happening in your life right now that I shouldn't have any understanding but God revealed it to me. I can discern the spirits inside of somebody. I can be able to lay hands on somebody and somebody can get healed from cancer. They can be on their deathbed. Story after story with Smith Wigglesworth where he talks about dead bodies. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, they laid hands and those bodies came back to life. That's not strange to the Bible. That's not strange fire. Oh, that's, that's weird. No, no, no. That's actually scripture. Because it was Jairus' daughter that came back to life. It was Lazarus that came back to life. It was Tabitha that came back to life. That God can actually do those things. And yo, the gifts of healings can happen. It can be super beautiful. Miracles can happen. Right now I can say, Lord, every single window in here, I need all the windows to go away and there can be a wind of the Holy Spirit that could come in here and there can be a pillar of fire and there could be miracles that are happening here. There can be moments where your faith, where I can exude the craziest faith in the world. There could be moments where I prophesy and I exhort you, I edify you, I comfort you. And there could be moments that I can speak in tongues and somebody can interpret those. All of those things will one day vanish. When Jesus comes back for his church, every one of those gifts will vanish. Can I tell you that the Holy Spirit will not be in us no more when that happens? Chino, what you talking about? No, no, no. We, we will become one with God. We will get swallowed up inside of him. Remember the outer courts, the blood slinging, the inner courts, which is the gifts of the Spirit, the cleaning, and then the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies is only 10 by 10 by 10. Only one person can go into the Holy of Holies. It is Jesus himself. It is the God of all eternity that says, if my people who are called by my name will turn from their wicked ways and then seek my face, 
I will heal the land. Seek my face. He told Moses, if somebody sees my face, they die. But yet he says, if you seek my face, you'll be healed. Because what happens is that for us to enter into the Holy of Holies, we have to die. Our old man has to die. Our sinful nature has to die. When that thing dies, we step into eternity because we get swallowed up by Jesus. The Holy Spirit now, and we are first Corinthians, uh, uh, John chapter 17, let them be one as you and I are one, that the world would believe that you sent me. The gospel is demonstrated. Salvation enters into our life and now we can walk into the holies of holies because it's no longer your sin it's no longer the blood of a sacrifice but it was the very lamb that died for you that now that you died to yourself now you get swallowed up into him the greatest miracle that has ever existed is the miracle of salvation that when all the gifts are gone we still have Jesus salvation gives us access where we're no longer far from him but now we are one with him would you do me a favor and would you bow your head and close your eyes all over this place? Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. And we hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, partner with us by giving online, and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media.